Dr. Reese had clearly been asleep, and he squinted painfully as he turned on his bedside lamp, but he sat up against the headboard straight away, and it was then that Clarence saw the scars on his upper body. They were old and well-heeled, but terrible nevertheless. A jagged gash curved across his left ribs, and there were several round indentations which Clarence knew to be bullet holes, having worked in a hospital in the First War, spattered over his arms and torso. There was one very long and deep incision that ran through the well-developed muscles of Dr. Reese's left arm and up around his shoulder toward his back. But Dr. Reese made no attempt to cover them. He just asked Clarence why he'd awakened him and if there was anything wrong. A call's come through for you from America, and the gentleman says it's an emergency. It took Dr. Reese no time at all to leap out of bed, throw a robe over his undergarments, and start down the stairs toward the phone. Much less time than Clarence would have believed, though he'd seen it in the last war the way Americans rush everywhere they go. Richard! Yeah, I can hear you. Ben Reese was standing in the small paneled telephone booth at the bottom of the stairs, holding the receiver in one hand and his robe closed against the cold with the other. What's up? It's not your heart, is it? Good, that's a relief. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. What act of treachery? What do you mean the culprits put in an appearance? Richard, you can't just say I can't explain now. Tell me what you meant about incriminating someone. So? You're sure? Okay. All right. You've got your pills, I hope. Good, because it sounds like you've lost your temper. Fine. I'll wait for you to call tomorrow. Benry stared at the receiver before he dropped it back into its pre-war cradle. Then he smiled and shook his head and said, Thanks a lot, Richard, in disgust. Yeah, but you know he wouldn't call in the middle of the night if it weren't important. And he wouldn't get off the phone without a reason either, but why couldn't he just say what he had to say and stop beating around the bush? Because he's Richard, and aggressions become a way of life. By the time Ben wandered into the fellow's lounge and took a book down off the fiction shelves, the first death had been accomplished. He realized that later, when he had reason to think about it. He also saw, by the end of the investigation, that if Richard West had remembered to tell him the day he left for England what he, Richard, had decided to do, all of the deaths and most of the suffering might have been prevented.